Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Good Friday morning. You heard all of those words on 1070, the fan, and fellas, I'll tell you, for a guy supposedly living on borrowed time, Phillip Rivers is playing like he sure doesn't want to go anywhere anytime soon. You said borrowed time. Well, (laughs) wait a minute. Well, hang on. The reemergence of Phil last night and the reemergence of Keyshawn Johnson back after a stint on the injured list. A day and a half. I was here Monday, Tuesday. Okay, so uh, Wednesday, two Thursday, days. two days. <laughs> Keyshawn J. Will Zubin presented by I Progressive mean, Insurance. Get everybody up to as date. As much as they worked me, I felt like it was a day and a half. <laughs> Get everybody up to date on what happened. You had a little bit of a foot injury for those that weren't with yeah, us earlier was, in the week. Yeah, oh. I had a little little boo-boo, I, was, I would call it. Damn dogs, man. They just laying on the stairs. Laying on the stairs and coming down Monday morning, as I said, and, you know, I'm trying to – get over them, they both are there, and I'm trying to hop over them. So when I hopped over them, I missed the step. And then when I missed the step, I landed right on the edge of the other step, and my ankle foot rolled. And then I came in because I just figured, oh, it's going to wear off. And then it stayed with me. And then Tuesday, I was like, eh. And it stayed with me. But then by the time I walked from the parking to over here, it really started to hurt. And now I, I was like, damn, it's, this ain't going to work. See, Zubin, this is when you know you're retired, right? If that happens, if Keyshawn's still playing, you go into the training facility, pop, pop, you, yeah, you get but, some ice on it, yeah. next day you're fine. No, yeah. not no next day. You'll be back a I day get, and a half. Two days. Okay, so you gave me an extra 12 hours. I don't I'm, have I'm a just, trainer. That's what I'm saying. I can't even get my wife to rub my feet. That's what I'm, I'm like, saying. That's exactly my point. <laughs> no, I'm serious. It's like they're looking at me at home like I got frogs on my face when I ask them to do something. Hey, in London, can you get the ice? And she's looking at me, Vance, can you do this? It takes him 30 minutes to come do it because he's playing the game. So it's just like. It's your eight-year-old son. Yeah. Nobody does. And then the excuse (laughs) of my wife is that she's doing something else. She'll get to me. It's like, you know what, never mind. Well, it depends. How's the feet, how, how do the feet look, though? Oh, I mean, my feet are, is on are, point. Are, are they on point? Yeah. Okay. All right, so there's no excuse the not summer, to rub them. You, you know, know when I mean? the summers come out, the sandals Toes is out. on. Like, Toes come out. on, man. Come on now. I stay Manny Petty. That ain't – that's part of it. Manny Petty after the show today. Don't even worry. All right, Zubin. All right. Enough about me. <laughs> Zubin dying to get back to sports. Just dying. I see him. No, we're not losing our – it's okay. It's 6.03. They just getting in the car. They, they want to hear this. They know what happened last night, but they want to hear about it. More from us, they'll get to it. But, look, I'm, I'm okay. You know, a little more ice, a little more treatment at home. And uh, we actually – I actually bought a stem machine through what is it Amazon? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I don't she. Oh yeah, I that's don't a, do all that stuff. That's like the new I don't age trust. Gro- that's the grocery store now. I don't trust them people. Mm. I just don't trust it. I don't like giving my information to individuals and a lot. I just don't. It's not me. But she does it. She likes Amazon. And she likes the the grocery store people. I'm like Amazon Prime. Yeah, they they brought some groceries to the house the other day. It was a bag with like. Six things. $150. I'm like, you could have went around the corner and bought that. Six products, $150. That's the life we live right now. Nostrils flared up, eyes. I'm like, man, what? To Jay's point, somebody did go around the corner, pick that up, and charge you $150. Yes. (laughs) Exactly. I would have limped around the corner for the bill I saw. I was like, we got some Persian cucumbers. Persian cucumbers. Yeah. It's uh, a couple things of lettuce, some Advil. In like some grape leaves and something else. And I'm like, you paid this? I'm just like, mm-hmm. man, these people, boy. They get you every time. Convenience. But you're playing hurt. We appreciate you oh, being yeah, back. Oh, yeah, no, it's all good, man. And we're back. 100.
once again. And the Colts could be back. They are now tied atop the AFC South with the team they knocked off last night, the Titans. They'll play again in Indy November 29th. What a big game that will be. But let's talk a little bit about at the top here. Yesterday when Bart Scott was filling Uh in for you, there was a big discussion about Phillip Rivers and what his short-term future is. When you've played basically in the league as long as he has, you got to talk short-term future, right? And essentially, a lot of people were saying this could be a big game for Phillip Rivers. If they struggle, you never quite know. Jacoby Percet is there. They clearly wanted him to be in the starter. They've given him an opportunity to be the starter. Couldn't work out. But this is why. Last night's performance, by the way, bolstered by the NFL's best defense that didn't allow a point in the second half last night. Mm. This is why you stick with Phillip Rivers. Oh, I was waiting for some sound there. But uh, (laughs) there's no sound. Yeah, I, I was one of those guys that four or five games ago, I said, look, He's, he was throwing picks, and, 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 you know, he wound up losing to Cleveland, I believe that game was. And I said, look, he, he, here's, he's on a pitch count. He's a day-to-day guy for me, game to game. And we got past that, and you say, well, should we bench him? No, nah, you don't want to bench him yet because when you bench Phillip Rivers as a older, kind of like at the end of the day veteran, it's over with at that point. You can't keep playing games back and forth. Jacoby Brissett comes out and lays an egg. Then you go back to Phillip Rivers. Now you're toying with the team and their emotions. Uh, yesterday I was asked, or two days ago, I was asked if Phillip Rivers struggles in Thursday night's game, what should they do? I said, you, you certainly look to see what, what the struggles are. Can you win the game? Do you have an opportunity to win the game despite his struggles? And put Jacoby Brissett in the game, let's say, third quarter, and then they go on to win? Or is Phillip Riggers struggling so bad that you yank him in the first quarter? Just got to kind of let the game play itself out to see what it is. They're on a pitch count with him for sure still. Game to game. This is a game to game situation. They're first in the division. Why screw it up now? Rivers played well, but I think this game for me came down to the special teams for the Titans. I mean, as my daughter would say, P.U. Like, they stink. Like, they stunk last night. They haven't They've been stinking most of the year. I'll get into Gaskowski later, but listen to this little series of scenarios here, Key. So, punter Trevor Daniel, okay, elevated from the practice squad before the game to replace Ryan Allen. Ryan Allen, a pretty you know good kicker for this team, but struggled in his first start. Tennessee ten yard line, he kicked a seventeen yard punt. It Shank. Gave, it gave the Colts incredible field position. Four plays later, twenty seven yards later, Hines makes a TD for a twenty seventeen lead. Then the Titans go three and out. Next drive, Daniels gets his punt blocked by EJ Speed. TJ Carey scored a touchdown, 27-17. Bam, in a span of like two minutes, that kind of lead. Then I don't know when the last time Gauskowski has made a field goal kick. I mean, it, it, it seems like he's struggling. He missed two extra points. I mean, he, he missed one after the punt got blocked. It, it, watching their special teams was dreadful last night. And I know every Titan fan is frustrated with that throughout the course of the season. Yeah, they they struggled. There's no question about it. You had the the shank punt. You had the block punt. You had a couple PATs missed. You had a field goal miss. Uh, Steven Gaskowski, clearly Bill Belichick got it right when he decided to part ways with him in terms of looking at some of the things that he was doing from a kicking standpoint. The special teams, the block punt, they need to hold up on the front line. That, was nece- that wasn't the punter's fault necessarily because of punter wind up getting his right steps and punting the ball away but just so happened people was in his face because they got the front got through the front line of the defense then when you look at 
the shank, that was just a that was something when you backed up and you were a punter coming off the practice squad, Jay Will, when you backed up in uh in your own end zone to a degree, you start to panic and he rushed that kick. So therefore it's shanked off to the right, minimum gain. They go right back down the field and answer and score the touchdown on the Indianapolis Colts side. But they've got to do a better job offensively when they get down of learning how to push the ball down the field and not relying just solely on Derrick Henry to run the ball. Derrick Henry had a pretty good night, 20 carries, a little bit over 100 yards, uh, had a couple nice runs there during the game. But they've got to figure out how to take their passing game to the next level, sort of kind of like a Baltimore. They need Mm. to figure out how, even though they got some great weapons on the perimeter with Davis, the first-round pick out of Western Michigan, the other young man, uh, A.J. Brown out of Mississippi. I come surprised Mississippi was so bad when they had both of those receivers. Well, both of them was hurt a lot, I guess, at Ole Miss. You're adding Uh, D.K. Metcalf. Yeah, D.K. Metcalf and Brown there. So when when you look at Tennessee, they've got to go back now and take a look at how they want to throw the ball down the field and in situations to make things work for them. Last thing, you know, I love the numbers, and this has to be mentioned. Yesterday, Phillip Rivers of the first quarter passed Dan Marino for all-time passing yards. He's now in the top five. If you don't get to a Super Bowl, don't play in one. The statistics, top five all-time in the NFL in passing. That just sounds right. Number four is Brett Favre. He has to play a few more seasons to catch Brett Favre. I'm not sure he's got a few more seasons left. Phil is dying to be a high school football coach for his son. And the last thing I want to say Drew Brees is less than 500 yards away from 80,000. Wow. Less than eight, 500 yards away from 80,000. They'll play the 49ers this weekend. I don't think he'll get it, but that's something to keep in mind. All-time greats. Wow. We've got yeah, Philip Rivers is 10,000 yards behind yeah. Brett Favre? Yep, so it's going to take a mm. few more seasons. I'm not sure he's got a few more left in him at this point. But again, congratulations to Rivers by passing Marino. And Brett Favre uh, on that list there is at fourth. And then Drew Brees like I said, less than 500 yards away from 80,000, which is mind-boggling. We're asking on the Dr. Pepper Twitter feed this morning, describe your team in two words, brevity. Simple as that. Colts might just be first place. Titans might just be first place. Be a part of the Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zuba Nation on the Dr. Pepper Twitter feed. We ESPN have a nation. nation. Presented by Dr. Pepper. Have you seen how many Twitter followers we have? We, we have a nation. Y'all better not mess with us. Our nation going to get y'all. We're not global yet. It's just a nation. But one and a half million people in the nation on Twitter. It's official. College football is back. So is your favorite Dr. Pepper-loving college football town, Fansville. You have a nation. Head to a store near you to treat your inner college football fan to an ice-cold 20-ounce Dr. Pepper today. Still to come, Lamar raised some eyebrows yesterday with his comments. And the guy closest to the Ravens with Lamar responded in kind. Wait till you hear that. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. 
Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Those guys describing one man, the defending champion at the Masters, which may seem hard to remember considering it's been almost a year and a half, 19 months since we've had the Masters. Of course, that's Tiger Woods, four under 68. Paul Casey, the Englishman, is leading with a 65 after round one. Tiger's four under 68, by the way, was bogey-free. He's traditionally a slow starter at the Masters, so this was quite the revelation. Uh, First-round coverage has to resume today. They had to suspend it because of darkness. They'll be out on the course. Uh, Some of the guys will be out on the course in less than an hour, about 7, 10 a.m. Eastern. Coverage resumes on ESPN at 7.30 a.m. Eastern. Featured groups on ESPN+. So let's just hit on Tiger here really quick in search of his six-green jacket, which would tie his boyhood idol, Mm. Jack Nicklaus. There's just so many great stories that are out there. And the fact that he is in contention after so many amazing moments, Jay, at the Masters, um, hugging his late father Earl after a win, hugging his two children children last year as a father himself. I mean, the stories are just amazing. The Tiger is in it, maybe heading to the weekend. We'll see what happens later today. It's one of the best stories in sports going right now, and let's love it. It felt like you were watching old-school Tiger yesterday. And even the way he started off with the greens being a little bit more soggy due to the conditions, and you saw them pick up speed throughout the course of the day. He missed that birdie on the last hole, but still, I mean – he, his drives were good. He got off the tee extremely well. And it felt like there's a lot of momentum going into day two. Yeah, the greens were soft. <laughs> and it was, it was one of those things. No, Ty, look, when you, he looks healthy mm-hmm. to me. He just looks healthy. He doesn't look all puffy. He looks nice and trim and slim. He reminds me of somewhat of the, the younger Tiger Woods. And you can certainly see that he was composed Yesterday, despite the weather conditions, despite the soggy grass. See, you didn't think I knew all that sort of stuff. I fooled well you, don't I, Jay? Yeah. Um, but when you, you watch him, it just certainly feels like he's comfortable. Like this is a situation where he's comfortable. Now, whether or not he wins it, mm-hmm. he won't lose it by, you know, to the point where he's lost other tournaments where people's like, oh, God, get him out of here. That's what I see. I see him playing to the point where he's going to keep the pressure on. I just want to say a couple of things. I mean, Tiger's gone back-to-back once before at the Masters in 2001 and 2002. This back-to-back would be one of the best repeat performances of any back-to-back in any sport. You want to talk about Michael six-peat with the two three-peats, the Rockets going back-to-back, the Yankees and their dynasty. This sort of back-to-back for Tiger would be right up there with the greatest consecutive feats in sports history. You know, I, I know we saw it at the U.S. Open. But so not having any patrons, not having people there, and, and Tiger alluded to this in his post-presser, you know, usually on their approach shots, if you're hitting a long-distance shot, you can tell by the fans' reactions how things, where the ball lands, right? Even if you have draw on the ball, where it comes from, just watching the condition, it's different. It feels really, really different, even though you're watching the Masters. So to be able to be in position on day two with it feeling so different for all these golfers, whether it makes you heightened anxiety, not having patrons there, or whether it makes you more comfortable, uh, it's, it's just, it adds to what uh, you just I, said. I think me. it's the more comfortable side of things. I covered, believe it or not, I covered a golf tournament what? prior to, yeah, I know, in the off season. 
we we uh, Genesis, which Tiger actually played in in Southern California. At That's Riviera. his tournament. At his tournament at Riviera. Yes. And there was nobody there. It was like empty, right? And you could just tell and talk to some to some of the golfers that they could think different. They don't have to worry about the crowd roaring. They don't have to worry about some of those things. They, their thought process is much different than it is when you have a crowd as they start to walk wherever they need to walk to. It the just greens, be, the trail, whatever you want to call I feel it. As we get into this day three, it, it, it will be interesting, though, because the pressure that you felt last year, Zubin, when Tiger made a really good shot, hearing the roars from the, from the patrons, that had to psychologically affect other people who are in contention when you know that a guy like Tiger is making headway. Or if he just birdied a hole, you're like, well, what? I have to birdie. It just puts subliminal pressure on yourself to perform higher if you're in the hunt. Yeah, that's what happened to Brooks Kepka last exactly. year. Exactly. 30 Ooh. seconds. Dustin Johnson is three under. Phil Mickelson is one under. The betting favorite, Bryson DeChambeau, is two under. And one guy I want to mention, Rory McIlroy is even the reason I want to mention him. If he wins this tournament, he will complete the career Grand Slam in golf the career of Lamar Jackson has been really really good but yesterday Ryan Clark ESPN NFL analyst had some bold words saying the career path of another guy could be even better or not if Kyler Murray right now was the quarterback of the Baltimore Ravens we'd have much more confidence in them to win the Super Bowl period we would. It wouldn't be a discussion if you were starting your team Kyler Murray would be your guy it's not that I wouldn't take Lamar. It's just that with what I've seen from them, even with Lamar winning an MVP, if I had to put one at quarterback and say this guy takes X team to the championship, I'd always pick Kyler Murray first. All right, Key. So you weren't here when these comments came out from Ryan Clark. The Ravens need Lamar to get into the zone. Get in the zone. Brought to you by AutoZone. Get in the zone. AutoZone. I will Where say- was I? Uh, you were on the injured list. The right. TJZ injured list. Retroactive to Tuesday. We'll make sure the injured <laughs> list says that. The reason our yesterday Dr. Pepper Twitter feed essentially said, is Ryan Clark right? I mean, who's going to win a Super Bowl first, Murray or Jackson? Believe it or not, more than half the respondents said Murray. Prisoner of the moment, right? The guy right now has come out and not necessarily complained, vented his frustration about his offense and some of the things that's happening to the Baltimore Ravens at the line of scrimmage from the defensive opponents. So people are going to look at that and be like, ah, and meanwhile, Kyler Murray is throwing the ball all over the lot with DeAndre Hopkins, Larry, my grandfather, Fitzgerald. <laughs> Respect your elders. Oh, here's my guy. That's my guy. Uh, Kristen Kirk bombs away. Mm-hmm. Edmonds and Kenyon Drake, mm-hmm. along with a little bit of the what's the kid from uh, UMass when he's in every now and then. I can't even think of his oh, name. Oh, Isabella. Andy Isab- Isabella. Andy Isabella. So he has a bunch of weapons that he can practice with and play with. He throwing the ball to Willie Sneed. Willie Sneed, though, good player, NFL guy. Exactly what Bart said yesterday. But that's not the. It's not the same in Hollywood Brown. Hollywood Brown, good complimentary guy, good piece to have, but it's not even close to DeAndre Hopkins or Larry Fitzgerald or Kristen Kirk. You're saying he doesn't like, have a one. Stop! Don't don't do this to him, Brian Clark. In in a little bit of RC has some of that Ravens-Pittsburgh stuff in him, too. Right. That's, you know, come little, on. A little DNA in there. A little DNA. He'd love to see the Baltimore Ravens fall right on their face. <laughs> There's no question about it. And that's okay. But don't say that if he was in Baltimore right now, they'd have a better shot at winning the Super Bowl or even going to the Super Bowl. No, that's a lie. That's a flat-out lie. If you took those weapons that's in Arizona and dropped them in 
Baltimore along with Kyler Murray, that's a different story. Or if you took Kyler Murray and stuck him in Baltimore and took Lamar Jackson and stuck him in the air raid system in Arizona with those weapons, would you get the same thing? I believe you'll get the same thing Arizona's getting now. Indeed. You mentioned the word Super Bowl. On the way, a couple of weeks ago, they were the Super Bowl favorite. A couple of weeks later, we have to talk about them potentially missing the playoffs, and it would be the biggest story in football. We'll get into it. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. So the most bold comment there was made by Dan Orlovsky. He was obviously referencing one of the worst losses of Tom Brady's career. That's the last time we saw the Bucks 38-3 on Sunday night football, not worthy of the Sunday night stage. And obviously, right now, the Bucks are there. Right now, they'd be the fifth seed in the NFC. Remember, this year, there would be seven teams in the playoffs. But because the Saints have swept them, it seems unlikely. It's not impossible, of course. It seems unlikely that they would end up winning the NFC South. So they've got a battle here for a wild card berth. It's time for Straight Talk, brought to you by Straight Talk wireless key let's get straight to it it is maybe fortunate we've talked about how the bucks have had some good luck go their way lose a game win three in a row lose yeah. a game win three in a row well guess that what happens this week they're taking on carolina which happens to be the very first win tom brady had as a member of the bucks back in week two christian mccaffrey likely to not play again after being out there for one week in his very truncated return so it seems like and the panthers are totally going in the wrong direction if you look at the lost column they lost mm-hmm. four games in a row yeah mccaffrey's not going, I don't think, this weekend either. Right, so he's out. The team's in a spiral. This is exactly the spot that Bucks need to be in. This is a team they've beaten and a win they need to get. Yeah, but you, if you fall asleep at the wheel, you'll get popped. And, and because Carolina, despite McCaffrey being in the lineup, Carolina was playing good football with him out the lineup. So, you know, this is one of those situations. And look, as a coach, coaches have always told us in football, win the quarter, right? You just win the quarter. There's four quarters in the season. And you win the first quarter, you win the second quarter, you win the third, you win the fourth, you add them up in the end and see where it's at. And that's where the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are. They're not out of the weeds. They're not They're not done. I don't think they'll win the division because, much like you mentioned, the New Orleans Saints are up two on them right now, and they sit at the fifth seed if the playoffs were to end and start today. Mm-hmm. The regular season ends and the playoffs starts today. They're in the fifth seed. The hype machine started when Tom Brady took over as the quarterback for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Everybody assumed that the Bucs were going to roll, Jay. Then they get beat by New Orleans in week one. Uh-oh, communication, miscommunication. He's learning the system, hasn't been with the guys. Then they go and they win three in a row. It's like, okay, then they get popped by Chicago. Four fingers up, didn't know. He's getting old. He's senile. He doesn't know. Four quarters again. Four quarters again, <laughs> right? Then, then I can't get that picture out of my mind, though, just the four holding up. Well, because whatever. Things happen in games. Then they go on a three-game roll. They 
take care of business in Oakland that was playing pretty good, or Oakland, Las Vegas that was playing pretty good. And everybody goes, oh, yeah, the Bucks, woo! Aaron Rodgers come to town. They just get rid of Aaron Rodgers. They just smack him, backhand him like a little fly. <laughs> everybody goes crazy. Right. The Bucks are going to the championship. Get your tickets now. First team ever, you know, to play in their own home stadium for the Super Bowl. New Orleans Saints divisional opponent rolls into town. Michael Thomas, Emmanuel Sanders come back, a wop, guy wop. named Taysom Hill. The next thing you know, they kick him real hard in the ribs. Wop, wop. It's over. Now, all of a sudden, well, Brady misreads. He didn't throw the ball to Mike Evans. He didn't do this. He didn't do that. Now, people starting to look at it and go, well, maybe they might miss the playoffs. Maybe that's the case. Because if you look at it, though, they're above, I believe, is Chicago is, is right now sitting like, in the. They're like fifth. No, yeah. the Bucks are fifth, oh, but Bucks Chicago's fifth. like seventh, yep. and the Rams, I believe, is like six. Let me tell you right now, you want to go to the NFC, Saints one, Seahawks two, Packers three, Eagles four, divisional, got a uh, in there, five Bucks, six Cardinals, oh, Cardinals. six Cardinals. Two Cardinals, seven Rams, seven Rams. that's the cutoff, and eight the Bears. Bears would be eighth so, just on the outside. So the you got six, seven, and eight, or, the, or Arizona, the Rams, and now you got a team in the Bears that beat the Bucks in a head-to-head situation. This game is so important for Tampa because Carolina, I mean not Carolina, the Cardinals go and they play the Bills. The Bills are a pretty good football team, but what if the Cardinals beat them? And then the Rams have Seattle, a division opponent, which they always play well, play against. well against. And so when you look at that, the Rams beat Seattle. Now the Rams move in front of you. You drop down. And if Chicago wins their game, now you fall to the eighth spot because you're now head-to-head. You lose to Chicago. You sitting as far down as eight. That, that's not where you want it to be. I, timing is so important in these type of scenarios and who you play at what time. I think this is the perfect game for the Bucks to get back on track. You know, Key, also, they only have four Don't rushing sleep attempts. sleep on Carolina. No, I, I, I hear you. Don't but just sleep on them. I, but, look, they only have four rushing attempts the entire game against the Saints. They were extremely one-dimensional. One of the well, NFL's all-time low performances. I understand, yeah, but, but when you fall behind, no, you got to throw. But that's what I'm saying. So now allows you to come out in this game and establish yourself. You know, how many targets are you going to give Mike Evans? You know, how do you get Antonio Brown in the game? How do you get Tom Brady finding that rhythm? I know you say that the Panthers are a team that you can't sleep on. I don't think the Bucks, Tom Brady, or Bruce Arians are sleeping on the Panthers. But you have to say, if there was an opponent – to actually get your legs up underneath you, yeah, the timing from that team. perspective would be against the Panthers. Yeah, you're a better football team, Jay, than the Carolina Panthers. But Carolina, much like you said a week ago, that could be a sleepwalking game for the Kansas City Chiefs. Kansas City woke up in the nick of time to win that football True. game. So when you when you look at that, you have to you have to guard against being complacent and just thinking you're going to roll in and roll out of your bed and pop the Carolina Panthers. It just doesn't work that way. I hear you. And so – one but of you're things, not playing the Rams, right? They play the Rams the next week. Like, if you were playing the Rams after, after playing the Saints, then I would be a little bit worried about the level of that competition. The Panthers, even though I know they did take the Chiefs down to the wire, still, like, that's a game that you feel – You should, yes. you should, you should win, win that, that game. game. You should. But if you go out there with a game plan, much like you did against a division opponent in the New Orleans Saints, then you can find yourself saying, uh-oh, in the fourth quarter. I mean, it happens. It, it just – it happens. I've watched teams in, in this league, and I go back to far as back as the, the, the Washington 
other name when they had all the all-stars sure. on the team with the Bruce Smiths, the Deion Sanders. They loaded up, mm-hmm. and they were supposed to be the just the, the team, the other all-star team. They were supposed to be that. Man, the team didn't even make the damn playoffs. Remember, the Eagles tried the dream team. Washington just, tried the dream gotta team. You just got to. Be careful, that's all. Last note before we get to our special NFL guest, you mentioned the Saints. The Chiefs game was just a two-point loss again with McCaffrey back, but a lot of people don't remember just two weeks prior to that, they played the Saints down to the wire. I'm talking about the Panthers Mm -hmm. here, and lost by three points. So even though they've lost four games in a row, very competitive against the Saints and the Chiefs, two teams that many people believe could meet in Super Bowl 55. Straight talk, wireless, no contract, no compromise. All of our guests this morning appear on the Shell Pennzoil performance line, including Kimberly A. Martin, NFL reporter, and we are presented by Progressive Insurance. Kimberly, good morning. I know you talk to people around the league all the time. You heard what the fellas have to say. From the contacts you work, how worried should we be about Brady and the Bucks at the moment? Zoom, I'm only on this call right now to hear more about Keyshawn's Persian cucumbers. And um, that's really really why I'm here. Um, No, listen, I get it. I think part of it is, like you guys mentioned, the hype train. You know, on paper, this is an all-star team, right? Um, You bring in Gronk and Brady, Fournette. Oh, now we got A.B., but I don't, I don't think we should just hit the panic button after one game. I think especially with this season, week to week, some teams look amazing, and then the next week you're like, what happened to them? And I think it's the same thing. You know, when I talk to people at the Bucks, their main point is that this is a team that just got together. I understand you've got Brady, the future Hall of Famer, but they are working the pieces in, and they're still tweaking things on offense. Like I mentioned, you know, Mike Evans came in as the guy, but then you add Fournette and you add A.B. Um, I just don't know what the offensive identity of this team is because you have a lot of options um, and you're working guys in. Mike Evans missed time with with the ankle injury. Um, So I don't think it's time to throw, throw the bus out and say, oh, this team's not going anywhere. But this is a critical matchup, as you guys are saying, because you look at this division, and then you look at the NFC, the NFC playoff picture. It's I don't think they're winning this division, um, and there are a lot of loaded teams. And like you said, they've got the Rams coming up, um, so they got a lot of tough opponents to face. All guests join us on the Shell Pinzall Performance Line. Kimmy, let me ask you this question: How confident are the coaches and the players in Philip Rivers going forward? I know they won last night against the Tennessee Titans. They won thirty-four to seventeen. But if anything were to happen along the way in some of these games, first, second, third quarter, how confident are they in him? Well, of course, they'll say, we love Phillip. Like, that's our guy. Uh, but when you talk to guys on this defense, like, they, they think they're the ones that set the tone. Because um, I covered Ravens Colts last weekend. You know, I talked to Grover Stewart, their nose tackle, about this team and, and how it's set up and you know, he's like, it starts with us. It starts in the trenches. Like, we get after quarterbacks. We stop the run. We are the tone setters. And that's what you want because I think going into that Ravens game and we all saw Philip Rivers fail spectacularly trying to make that tackle. Um, but, you know, and coming into this game, there are questions about Philip and can, does he still have it? And his penchant for turning the ball over and throwing interceptions and forcing the ball. So I think there is that feeling as an outsider, like, ugh, if this, this team is only going to go as far as Phillip goes, if he turns the ball over, they're cooked. 
Uh, that's why last night was so good. It was a total team, all three phases type of victory. But this team believes in that front four. It believes in guys like DeForest. It believes in Dar- Darius Leonard. So even when Phillips struggles in a game or if he makes an errant throw, they don't feel like they're down and out. Like They feel like they're stacked. Kimberly A. Martin, ESPN NFL reporter, joining us on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Kimberly, you covered the uh, Colts-Ravens game last week, and Lamar Jackson has some comments and concerns about the defenses calling out, which is funny to me, calling out their offensive plays. How concerned and worried are the Ravens with this, I guess, taking place? You know, I don't think they're concerned. I think it's one of those quotes where when you hear it, it does not sound good. I think it sounds worse than it is. It almost reminds me of like when Sam Darnold was like, you know, I was seeing ghosts out there. Um, it's not something like you get what he's saying, but it's not something that you want to hear uh, from your quarterback, especially if you're a Ravens fan, because that gives you the sense of like, well, what, why do people know what's going on? Like, what, how are they able to, to guess what you're doing? But actually like texted a few personnel people like, what if your QB had said this? Would you have been upset? And they were, they all were like, not really, because, you know, with no crowds, a lot, you know, a lot of stadiums are empty or a few fans, you know, um, one guy made the point that everybody's pulling, um, you know, their TV scouting, everybody's pulling audio. Like you can hear, you can hear what teams are doing on offense and what plays are calling. Like they didn't think it was a big deal. I don't think the Ravens think it's a big deal. Um, because at the end of the day, teams can guess a lot of times what you're about to do, but can they stop you? That, that, that is and 100% I, correct. You know what Kim. I'm saying? Like that, so that, if teams were saying after beating the Ravens the week after week, and like, oh, we know exactly what they're doing, then I'd be like, let's sound the alarm, please. <laughs> but until teams consistently show that they can stop Lamar and stop this offense, I don't think it's that big a deal. Been in that situation myself, three by one, Zubin. Everybody, I'm over on the left side. Everybody, first thing they scream is, he's running a slant. I'm like, yeah, it's third and six. Everybody knows. And I'm still getting the first down. Stop it. Stop it. Exactly. Kimberly, how effective can the NFL's resolution on minority coaches and executives actually be? I'm so glad you asked me this. Because I don't – I really – this bothered me only because I think it misses the mark again Mm. on – Um, what the real issue is. And I think it all goes back to ownership. I think owners have to take a step back, have to do self-inventory as far as check their own biases, check their circles and how how wide they extend their net um, when it comes to candidates. I don't think, nobody wants to get a job. No black person wants to get a job because they're black, right? And and when you talk about the NFL, uh, you know, pushing teams to develop guys, what does that development look like? Are you bringing coaches and personnel guys into me? You know, are you giving them team information? Are you giving them access to sit in the room as you're discussing, discussing game plans or draft plans? Or are you just going to put their, give them a new title and drop them off at the NFL career symposium and say, Hey, learn from other guys, you know, it really has to be tangible um, development and growth. And the pipeline is there. A lot of guys have been stuck in it, and a lot of guys haven't been developed. So if you have to entice somebody, dangle that carrot with a draft pick just to get them to pay attention to the guys that are in their organization, smart, talented guys who have not moved up, to me, that, that doesn't sit right with me. But I, understand, I applaud the league for trying to do something, but ultimately it comes down to the owners. Kim, can I ask you real quick, what's the A? 
Kimberly A. Martin. What's the A for? Listen, we, you and I are not on that level. Okay, all right. Tell him, Kim. Tell him, Kim. Listen, listen, listen. He love you, but let's let's wait a minute. All right. Okay. Yeah, I like that. Put Key in check, Kimberly. I like it. No doubt. Somebody has to. <laughs> hey, you're right. You might, might be the first person to do it. Uh, last thing I wanted to mention. Respect, Kim- man. Respect. <laughs> I got to respect what she's saying. What you want me? I ain't going to. What, what I'm going to do? Fight her, she there's, said. There's nothing no. you can do. Nothing, nothing, you, can nothing do. you can do. Take that L. Yeah, we, move on. Next play. We can have a truce and ask Stephen A. Smith what the A stands for there. And we can maybe, you know, mollify <laughs> you. Nah, I'm, okay? I'm not worried about Stephen A. Smith. Yeah. <laughs> Last thing, Kim, I got to mention, you said the word again because back in May, the NFL was criticized for incentivizing minority hires by giving draft picks to teams that hire these coaches. This time around, it's to the teams that cultivate them. You're right, they're coming from a good place, but there does seem to be a level of tone deafness to it at some point. Great perspective. Safe travels wherever you're heading this weekend to cover the NFL, and we'll have you back soon. I'm just going to Google it, man. Don't worry. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Kim. Thanks, guys. All right, Kim. Okay, so for- Jay already Googled I'm it. I'm already on it. Right. I'm already on it. Go I'm just trying it. to find it out. All right. Yeah. <laughs> While Jay's working, we'll go from Kimberly A to A to Z. And from A to Z, brought to you by Redbox. Redbox has new movies at the box and streaming on demand from the producers of Get Out and Us. Don't miss Antebellum, starring Janelle Monet. Visit redbox.com for all the ways to watch. Big news from the Ivy League. They seem to be the forerunner in everything with regards to being careful and cautious with college sports. The Ivy has canceled winter sports, and they have now delayed spring play. You may recall back in the spring of 2020, the Ivy League became the first league to cancel their conference basketball tournament. Remember, in most sports, especially sports like football, there's not even a playoff in the Ivy. The Ivy just plays a football schedule and then it's over. There's no playoff for them. Robin Harris, she's the executive director of the Ivy League. She was on Freddie and Fitzsimmons on ESPN Radio and gave us the rationale for the decision. Or not. I guess we don't have it. Essentially, what Robin said was we had options to play, but health is more important. you got to prioritize safety. That's from Robin Harris, the executive director of the Ivy League. Stephen A. Smith. Stephen A. Smith. Hang on. We'll get to Stephen A. in a second. Here's Robin Harris. I really want you to hear it because you got to hear it straight from herself. This is a gigantic decision for the Ivy League. They made a decision last time that other leagues followed. We'll see if they follow her word again. Our athletic directors and coaches and other athletic administrators have worked very hard over the past several months examining all sorts of scenarios and options and mitigation strategies to develop protocols and schedules and travel um, operational procedures to have athletics competition, and we had options that we could implement, but at the end of the day, any competition just wasn't possible due to the overwhelming health and wellness concerns and the impact on campus policies. Indeed, and remember how criticized Harris was initially for making the decision back in March for basketball. Turned out she was totally right. Stephen A. Smith basically saying James Harden, Russell Westbrook, they don't want to play together anymore in Houston, it was good while it lasted, or maybe it wasn't. This is not opinion. I'm telling you what I have heard. They don't want to play with each other anymore. Uh, Russell Westbrook doesn't want to play with James Harden. 
James Harden doesn't want to play with Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook wants the ball in his hands. He doesn't want to play off the ball as much. He looks at his success in Oklahoma City uh, over the previous several years. Uh, the ball needs to be in his hands. That's his mentality. The mentality of James Harden is that, all right, so be it. Jay, what do you think? Well, it's also the opinion of someone that Stephen A. Smith heard it from. From what I've heard is that these two are friends. And that look, I, I just when you look at all the things that Houston has gone through, I've said it before in the show, I don't know why you want to be part of a rebuilding process for James Harden and Russell Westbrook for two guys that want to ultimately try to win a championship. I don't think you can do that in Houston. I don't think you can do that in the West Key. No, I, I, I agree with Jay here. You got two guys that are friends, both of them from L.A., from the L.A. area, from California. So mm-hmm. they played together in OKC. We know what the relationship is like. I don't think it's about they don't want to play together. They dislike each other. I think it's more about we don't fit together within this system and what Houston wants to do on a rebuild standpoint. So, therefore, let's both go our separate ways and try to figure it out. I mean, they're, they're planning on running it back doing small ball again. Like, that's not going to work in the West. Indeed. I don't think this comparison is going to work. Wait until you hear the latest guy being compared to Patrick Mahomes. That is next. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review. You can hear the show live weekdays at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio, ESPN News, or wherever you stream your audio. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.